everyone, and welcome to Thanks for the Lyrics, a weekly deep dive into a single lyric from a single Fallout Boy song. I'm your co-host, Aaron. And I'm your co-host, Tracy. And I'm rounding out the gang as your third co-host, James. <laughs> and this week, we are discussing a song off of Take This to Your Grave. It is track number 11, and it's called Reinventing the Wheel to Run Myself Over. <laughs> Love it. Which is one of the best titles. Like, it's the most stereotypically Fall Out Boy title, but I love it so much. I like the title of the song better than I like the actual song. Interesting. (laughs) Like, Let me read the lyric, and then let me me read a little bit that I saw in the Wikipedia page about it. Sure, do that. Yes, 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 yes. So here is the, um, here's the lyric. Can't wake up to these reminders of who I am. A failure at everything. 18 going on extinct. I know my place. It's nowhere you should roam. So this song, it says, was written, uh, was heavily inspired by the band Lifetime. Lifetime was sort of like a proto-pop punk band, um, in like the the mid to to early to mid nineties, anyways. Okay. So this song, I wonder if it doesn't connect with you because it has it's doing a specific sound that you don't enjoy in in sort of uh, inspiration from the band Lifetime. No, um, I know exactly why I don't like this song as much oh, as okay. the rest of the album, and it's because the entire chorus is one single um, five word line mm-hmm. repeated four times, and I just. Oh. Right. I just find the structure of this song boring compared to the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. Like I get, I get bored listening to it. I'm like, yes. okay, let's move on and get to the verse so that we can, I guess, listen to this chorus again. So yeah, fair. Um, it also features the drummer for Plain White Tees mm-hmm. uh, saying a line from the song. Yes. Um, I also want to say really quickly an apology to Rihanna if she's listening because we didn't mention that Justin Pierre from Motion City Soundtrack is on Chicago so two years ago. And <laughs> Motion City Soundtrack is one of uh, Rihanna's favorite bands. So, all right. So uh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this lyric. Oh, sorry. You're the host. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, we're all the host, James. We literally all said I'm your uh, co-host. So let's talk I about know. this lyric, James Athey. And right. you've been wanting to truck out James Athey since before we started recording. Yeah, I love James Athey very much. I'm glad you got a chance oh, to thanks. to put that to to toss the it in microphone. there. I'm sorry it was said in anger. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I like how this feels very like um, kind of carpe diemy or like a mm. like um like candide like live now because who knows when we'll die like i'm 18 but going on extinct yeah interesting Um, like it's over the top and it's exactly what you would say as like a late teen early 20 year old like when people are like oh god i'm turning 20 i'm so old and it's just (laughs) like yeah i know i know you feel that way but um shut up (laughs) but let me tell you what 37 feels like (laughs) yeah right but i think it's that way for everyone i feel like it's like oh god i'm 13 i'm just i'm a teenager now jesus i'm so old some teen smoking cigarettes 
Um, See, I've never gotten but yeah. the carpe diem vibe at all. I've gotten... Oh, I don't... I don't mean it's saying carpe diem. I'm saying, like, it's that that same sort yeah. of you young person saying, like, I don't know when I'm... Like, sort of a fatalist. I don't mean carpe diem. I'm sorry. I, I know I said that, but I mean sort of, like... You're way too you're way too young to be thinking about like you're not going on extinct. You're 18 years old, right? Okay, um, sort of like a like a, a fatalist or like nihilistic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry. That yeah. that makes more sense because yeah, that yeah. that line a failure at everything is right. Very like I've gotten to 18. I've never done a good job at anything. What's even the point anymore? Right. Which is the opposite of carpe diem. Um. <laughs> but carpe diem, I guess if you can if you can manage it, you loser. Yeah, that was what the full line was. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also, I I think of I like songs when songs mention a specific age. I think it's weird, like mm-hmm. this song, or like there's a <laughs> um there's a Wonder Years song where he's like Jesus Christ, I'm 26, and that was like from 10 years ago. Or so, so it's like he still has to sing yeah. that because you're not going to update the number each year or whatever. But like, do you think it's right. weird for forty year old or like thirty five year old Patrick Stump to sing eighteen going on extinct? Like, D- if he ever does, I was going to sure say, do they, they really ever do this, this song live? But <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I wonder when the last time <laughs> the he concept sang. of. I wrote this when I was, and now what you've all been waiting for. <laughs> well, okay, what about what's my age again? Nobody likes you when you're 23. Right. That's yeah. the first thing that but popped Mark into Hoppus my head. But Mark Hoppus is 45 that's also true. years old or something. So it's like. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Time is a bitch. Yeah, it sure is, hey, isn't it? How would you feel if I had wow. actually underestimated how old Mark Hoppus was? Let's just. Yeah, he's 48. Let's so that's just move fun. on. Um, yep. In, in all go. of our feeling. <laughs> Hey, remember how we were talking about how old we feel? Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like there's... I mean, it's really no different than, you know, if you're singing a song about breaking up with somebody from four albums ago and now you're, you know, happily with someone else. I mean, it's... Right. Like, it still kind of puts you in a, a place where you're like, look, this isn't who I am anymore. But the right. radio played this song just so much. So I yeah. guess we're going to put ourselves back in those boots for a little bit. And you f- fucking love it. I, I, I Once again, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the Lyrics staple, along with John Cusack, uh, Nick Hornby, um, wrote this book called Juliet Naked that is basically about that. This guy wrote this album for catharsis, and it happened to strike huge. Yeah. And so now he has to play all these yeah. songs that he's like, Boy, I wish that these songs that I wrote when I was twenty about this heartbreak that I went through didn't have to keep, yeah. <laughs> like, didn't become radio staples. <laughs> yeah, right. I was specifically thinking so, of Taylor Swift oh with like the whole Red album right. and like, I mean, right, all of oh. that stuff. That yeah, I, I feel like a lot of yeah. a lot of pop music isn't necessarily about a particular person because a lot of the time the singer right. isn't the one who wrote the the music um but Mm. in cases like taylor swift and fallout boy when the lyricist is also the 
performer. Or like Thank huh? You Next yeah. by Ariana right. Grande. Right, Thank You Next by Ariana Grande, right. Yeah. Uh, which is specifically about, like, it name checks basically all her ex-boyfriends. Oh. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, even, like, with Taylor Swift, too... I mean, like, you know, when you're writing music, once you're at a level, like, I mean, when Taylor Swift wrote Red, that was, yeah. like, after she was famous, yeah. right? She'd won a Grammy. Like, she was she'd, already, like, yeah. yeah. I think at some point you have to stop hearing the words yeah. and start appreciating, this, like, the structure and, like, the songwriting, like, ba- like if I'm Taylor right. Swift, hold on, let me revel in that for a second. Nice. All right. Um... If I'm, (laughs) I am the Taylor Swift. Hold on, I just needed to let the power go to my head for a second. Um, If I'm Taylor Swift and like I have to sing this song about the high school boy that broke my heart that was on my first album or whatever, again, I have to either like find a new way to interpret it or find a new thing to appreciate about it. Yeah. So that I'm not like going. So I'm not. But like I've also heard like. I don't remember who it was, but like they were like, if I'm not in the place where I was where I, when I wrote it, I can't sing it right. Like I can't put the right emotion. Oh, yeah, interesting. That's a- so I was gonna say like, and that's a problem right. if it's one of your big radio yeah. singles that everybody wants to hear in concert. So you have to learn how to get yourself there, which is yeah. But like right. with I think with um. Like, with Taylor Swift, too, not to just keep going back to her, but, like, when, like, once you're making, like, millions of dollars for singing these songs, and you do it all the time, I mean, I feel like it just becomes your job. Like, it's just your work. And obviously, it depends on the person, you know, and how you personally feel about it. But, um, I mean, I think the new meaning I could interpret from, like, one of my breakup songs is, ha, every time I sing this, I make several million dollars. I think that would... Make me okay right. with going up and performing, you know. And I think that's also that why musicians don't right. often have just album well, after album after album of like, you know, with Taylor Swift accepted and whatever. But like, of like, this is about someone specific. This is about someone specific. And you start yeah. to get more into this is about what it's like to grow up. This is about yeah, whatever. You sort of because right. you can't you can't have yeah. your whole career full of jagged little pills, yeah. or you'll go, mm-hmm. it'll, you'll break down. Like you can't be putting that much angst and heat right. into everything all the time. Yeah, it's just not untenable. Plus, like as you get older, like you start having fewer of those problems. Right. Like things tend to right. mellow out more, you know, once you settle down. Like with uh Shine Down yeah. is a really great example of that. Like when they started their career, they were all right. like doing a lot of drugs and like that's right. what their songs were about and like that torment and it was very I mean, it was very raw not saying that, you know, that makes better music, but like that's what they right. kind of built themselves on. And then once they like got better which is a great thing their music really changed and like that's a good thing but then people will still come in and accuse them of being sellouts and oh man you've changed too much and it's like yeah because i don't do drugs like i did before and like that's good like i'm in a healthy relationships and i'm not angry all the time it's like yeah that should change your music absolutely yeah well and i I think that we see that even with fallout boy as their careers progress I mean, For when we sure. get when we get to save rock and roll, I've got some thoughts on specifics about what particular songs are about. Um, I think we're still kind of at the point in 
Fallout Boy's career where if the lyrics are about a particular person, it's it's some person that nobody's right. ever right. gonna right. know anything about. Right. They're not high profile yet. You know, Pete's not married to right. Ashley Simpson yet. Yeah. You know, it's it's not the, you know, Taylor Swift dating John Mayer right. or Jake Gyllenhaal. And everyone knows who those people are. Yeah. Exactly. At this point, all of these songs are about some faceless person who may not even right. be an actual person. It could just be generic right. teenage angst. Right. And, you know, multiple breakup feelings funneling themselves into a single yeah. lyric. Yeah. Or in this, and this song isn't even specifically a breakup song. This is just a boy, I sure suck at right. everything, don't I? This is, this, yeah, oh, this yeah, is I just sort of lyric. self-flagellation. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. back to the lyric, what, like, you said, it just, like, makes me, it sounds like my inner demons, right. where it's like, oh, Tracy, you're a failure at everything, aren't you? Like, that kind of stuff, where it's just like, right. you know, it's like that negative, you know, self-talk, and it's it's just, like, a very relatable, like, it's, it is very, it's an over-the-top right. line, but it's, like, a very real, like, when you're in that place, it's like, that's all you hear. Yeah. So there's one other line in this song that makes it makes it clear that there is I mean, this is a song about the singer talking to a particular person. But I do think that it's not just like, oh, we're not together anymore. I'm such a failure. I think it's kind of a straw that broke the camel's back situation where they're not together anymore. And that's just one more in a long line of personal failures right. making the singer Which I do feel, feel like is a, another follow-up boy theme it, too. So I think yes. I know my place is nowhere <laughs> yes. you should roam is sort of like I'm here in crappy headspace and no one should be around me because I wouldn't want like it's like I wouldn't wish I this suck. on you. Yeah. It's a bad place to be. Yeah. With uh, mm-hmm. rem- yeah. these, we can't wake up to these reminders of who I am. Like everywhere I look, it's like failure, failure, failure. Like a reverse yeah. trophy case. Yeah. And Oof. yeah, it's definitely. I think that the, the there's a mental <laughs> image. Yeah. That one's there's sad. A... <laughs> Looking around, all these failures. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, reinventing the wheel to run the myself over is funny because the concept of reinventing the wheel is like you don't need to do that it's already we already got <laughs> yeah. that and it's like it's almost like there's an atari song called this is the last song i'll ever write about a girl and it's like no it's not mm-hmm. but like it's full of <laughs> yeah. like uh no one but it's a good it's a good title it's a great yeah it's a it's the first, the first album of Atari songs uh, hooked me in by their titles because when I did my Napster search, I was like, hey, these are pretty relatable titles. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, bury me standing underneath your window with a cinder block in hand because no one has ever will ever feel like this again. It's like, no, lots of people <laughs> feel this. Like, you don't need to reinvent right. the wheel. Yeah. You're, you're just, you're, everyone goes through this is sort of what I take through, take yeah. from that. And anyways. Yeah, I kind of take the title as like, I mean, like, you're right, you don't, you don't need to reinvent the wheel, but I just keep yeah. doing yep. it, no matter how hard I try to stop, every time, like, I try not to reinvent the wheel, because I know it's not going to get yeah. me anywhere, and yet here I am, with a reinvented wheel, running right. me over, <laughs> again, I guess we'll just... Groundhog's Day this thing right, again tomorrow. Right, waking up to the reminders. Ooh, I like that. Oh. I like that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. 
I can't help but keep on doing inventing this crucial thing every day that would be good for everyone to use and is useful and can be done with all sorts of great things and I use it to run myself over. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Anyways. Yep, it's beautiful. I'm good. Yeah, I'm I I think we I'm... I think we covered it. Tracy, do you right, want to do yeah. social media? Yes. So we have a Twitter for the podcast. And uh, you can find us at Thanks for the Lyrics Pod, but take out all those stinky little vowels and use them for something else. <laughs> like taco dip. I don't know. And <laughs> that's got Taco some. Dip, the unofficial sponsor of Thanks for the Lyrics. Oh, man. T A E I O U C O dip. Sometimes dip. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. You can't distract me. Uh, anyway, and then, but like, oh, you can, can find me at Adil's Warlock, and you can find Aaron. You can find me at Unabashedly Aaron, and you can find and you can James. find James. <laughs> and you can find James at Unabashed James. And um, we are proudly part of the Scavengers Network, and that. Guess what? It also has a Twitter at ScavengersNet. And there's also a website where you can find our show and all the other cool shows that we are on and other cool people are on on the network. ScavengersNetwork.com. You can find us, we have a Patreon. Uh, so you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network. And for just $2 a month, you can get all of our bonus content, plus any bonus content from the rest of the network. And there's a lot of mm-hmm. cool stuff on there. So, check that out, and we would just appreciate it, like a billion, like a lot, like so much. You have no idea what that means to us. And you That's can true. give more, like a, a million dollars if you want. If, if you want, yeah. Or Nothing's somewhere in between you. two and a million. That's also great. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Three, <laughs> seven, fifty, forty-eight thousand. Any number, any number, any really. number you can think of, really. But yeah, I think that's probably it for us. Oh, I have one more thing. Follow boy. Thanks for the lyrics. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. PodCube. Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. I'm pleased to be here.